broadcasting live from apartment 2302 yes we are here for the walk podcast another special episode coming right at you today and i have a very special guest mr micah henzi thank you for having me i can't i don't know if i can do like sound effects or like with an applause or something you should be able to well i guess we'll find out if y'all heard an applause then we figured it out if you did not then you're still listening to this and it's really awkward right now but that's okay (laughs) So, we have Micah on the uh, episode today. If you don't know who he is, you will someday. Uh, He's my friend who uh, I met through working at Chick-fil-A, someone who's been very impactful in my life, who's been a great friend, um, someone who is very nice working with because you can talk about your spiritual life and uh, help grow each other in your faith, in your walks with Christ. Talking about that, uh, I said, you know what? We got to get this guy on the podcast. And so I said, Micah, there's one thing that you're very passionate about in terms of your walk with Christ, something that has been played an integral role in your walk with Christ. What would that one thing be? And Micah, what did you say it would be? I said it was prayer. Prayer. So today we're going to talk about prayer. Um, You know, what the Bible says about prayer, what prayer has done in our lives and, uh, how prayer can help you in your walk with Christ. So stay tuned. All right, so Micah, in talking about prayer, it's obviously had a a huge impact in your life. And I think that in our walks with Christ, we we go through different stages. You know, no one goes right into the gates being just this amazing Christian, knowing Bible front to back, case to cover to cover. Um, But it's a process. And... um, Within that process, prayer has a process as well. You know, sometimes our prayers start out as kids, you know, eating at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. God is gracious. God is good. Yes. Let us sing him for our food. I uh, I still pray that prayer <laughs> to this day. I get made fun of sometimes, but you know what? It's, it's our true. traditional Christmas prayer. He is good. And, he is. you know, he made the food. So um, in your prayer life specifically, what did it look like as an early Christian? Um, as an early Christian, I've well, I've grown up as in a Christian household. So um, I accepted Christ as four. Prayer really just looked like praying with my parents um, every night for devotions and stuff like that. And through junior high and high school, it was kind of non-existent or it was um, bare minimum, very routine prayers that I could just ramble off. And it was muscle memory at the end of the day. Um and then going into later on in life, when I became a freshman and stuff in college, um, a lot of life change happened. My dad had an affair and left. And then I really realized I need God. I This cannot happen alone and really started praying. And that's when I started becoming more intentional with my prayers and looking through the Bible more and really learning how to pray. And once I started doing that is really when I started seeing how prayer works and how God is present in my life versus just taking everything as knowledge and beliefs as true. I actually was able to pinpoint, like, I pray for that. And this is where he's brought me. And this is where I came from. And this is how he helped me. Yeah, absolutely. Would you say those early prayers when it kind of felt like you said, like more of like a routine kind of prayer, would you say that those were like effective at all? Or was it a waste of time? Or did it still have some sort of benefit within your life? Um, it definitely has had a benefit in my life. They, to say they were effective, I've heard, um, 
I've heard places and pastors talk about how when you start getting into routine prayers and stuff, they start becoming monotone to where it's not an actual prayer. It's just something that's you're rambling off to check off a box or stuff like that and not investing in your relationship with the Lord. They definitely establish that routine in me though, with like praying before dinner or knowing how to pray, when to pray for family or when the time is right. If I wouldn't have had those very monotone routine muscle memory prayers, I would not know um, or feel comfortable praying before dinner and stuff like that. Or family gatherings, a lot of people ask me to pray and I'm the one that has to bless the food, um, which has helped a lot now. Yeah. Looking back. And like, that's a good point too. Like there are certain times where it's like, yeah, this is, you know, we're blessing the food. We're about to go to sleep. It's like those sort of routine prayers. Um, when would you say when and how did you make the change to say, okay, I'm actually going to set out a specific amount of time, um, devoted to just talking to God rather than just, oh, we're about to eat food. So I'm going to eat prayer. Like, was there a specific moment or a thing that happened or a change in your heart or mind that led you into that? Uh, definitely. So when I was so freshman year and stuff after the life changes, I was still casually praying. It was more intentional, but definitely casual. And then once I started, um, I had a huge revelation of where God has brought me. And after I actually realized like where God brought me from and what environment I was placed into and stuff, and I was given a community that I had prayed for before and didn't realize until after, I started becoming more intentional at early of 2020, pandemic happened. Um, I was daytime, so I was able to set up a morning routine. I actually forced myself to get up at 5 a.m. every morning. It was horrible for the first couple of weeks. Hmm. Once it happened, it was time I started craving and I would probably spend like an hour or so every morning, just that 5.15, 6.15 area. No one else was up. It was me, the dog, a cup of coffee, and then and Jesus, of course, and reading the Bible and actually learning, um, letting him speak to me through the Bible mm -hmm. and re having time of reflection through my life and stuff to see where he's been working in my life. And you still pretty much, you do that to this day, right? Yeah, I know you still wake up pretty early. I Yeah, around 7. Okay, see, so you, you'll yeah. give yourself two more extra hours, yeah. you know. Yeah. Sure, that's pretty beneficial to the prayers as well. You're not it just is. like, it Lord, is. you first prayer in the morning, Lord, let me go back to sleep. <laughs> yes, yeah, it is. Would you say, um, having a prayer time in the morning in comparison to later in the day, uh, does it affect how you go about your day? For me, it definitely does. I'm a morning person too. So just having that, it's almost like starting the entire day right off, um, off on the right foot. Uh, I wouldn't even do anything as far as planning the day or anything like that. I had tons of schoolwork and stuff, but just having that prayer time an extra hour and a half just made me feel like I was on top of my entire day. It boosted my confidence, gave mm -hmm. me more confidence, um, realizing just everything about it. It just, it made me a happier person. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's one, one of the powers of prayer is when you're in the presence of God, there's joy, there is peace. And like when that can be carried throughout your day, no matter what trial or thing that comes at you, um, you were in the presence of God. So, you know, he's there fighting for you and he mm -hmm. brings that peace to you. Um, and it seems like with your story, um, one of the reasons that really made you understand the effectiveness and the power of prayer was seeing that it's not just some requirement of being a Christian, but it's a tool. It and is. it's like one of those things where if you have the most valuable you know, tool at your side, why would you not use it? Right. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, would you say there's 
a time in your life when you actually saw like, okay, this tool actually works and you saw prayers being answered. Um, cause I know for a lot of us, um, we can struggle with prayer because we may not feel like God's listening. And even if we think he is listening, we don't think he's going to answer him. Um, and whether that's because we want him to answer it the way we want it to be answered mm-hmm. in comparison mm-hmm. to how he wants to answer it. Um, the reality is that we struggle to see God answering our prayers. Um, in your life, how do you hear or see God's answers to your prayers? And is there any examples of times to where you saw something happen or something happened in your life to where you realize like, wow, I, I've been praying for this this whole time. And like, I didn't even realize what God was doing there. Yeah, I definitely feel like I've struggled a lot with knowing how to listen to God. Um, and whenever he's trying to speak to me, no knowing to deciphering, okay, is this my thought or is this really something from God and everything like that? As I've started um, praying and giving more of a routine, it's helped me learn how to pray on the spot if I need to, to help me through something. And just recently I've had the revelations and stuff, like a lot of my thoughts and stuff as I'm praying or uh, I do most of my prayers through journaling now. So it gives my time a little more, gives my mind a little more time to think and process stuff. Mm -hmm. And I've really been noticing like, okay, God is speaking to me right now. I can, it's just, it's my conscience, but I can feel the Holy Spirit moving in me or guiding this thought process. Even if there's been tough conversations I've had with my parents, especially my father specifically, there's been times to where he's asked, well, how can we fix this part or whatever? And I literally said, I don't know right now because I wasn't prepared for this question. But within half a second, like in my mind, it was like, uh, needs an apology or needs this and this and i'm like that's not my thought that's clearly only yeah. what the holy spirit can put in my mind yeah so definitely going through and even then in my prayer time i had the re- revelation that okay god is speaking to me instead the holy spirit is speaking to me through my mind in the quiet times mm-hmm. as long as i'm still enough and continue you know with the journal or on those thought processes yeah and i think when god does reveal things like that to us Um, sometimes it's like, it's a great thing and Mm -hmm. it's cool. It's a blessing. It's something that like really helps us out. Um, but at other times it's stuff that we do not want to hear. No, it's not. And I've heard people say before, like, uh, the hardest prayer to pray is God, if there's anything in my life right now, that's taking away from what I could be doing for you then Mm -hmm. take that thing away. Yes. And I, that was a prayer that I had prayed, um, before the pandemic, I was caught up in, um, working a ton of hours serving at the church and, mm-hmm. and not just one ministry, but, you know, students and children's ministry and, um, mission trips and church camps and, uh, all sorts of different stuff to where I felt like I was serving God, but I had no time to actually sit down and know mm-hmm. him and to actually dwell in his presence. And so I remember sitting down one time and just saying, God, like, can you just slow things down? <laughs> like, yes. Like, I feel like things are just going so fast and I have no time to actually like grow in you. And little did I know a month or two later, boom, Mm -hmm. pandemic. (laughs) And And you had all the time in the world. All the time in the world. And, you know, through that process, I was able to actually know more about God than I ever have in my whole life. But like when it first happened, you know, I was upset. I was like, why pandemic? Like this is taking my freedom away, social and everything. I was like, God, I had all my stuff going on. Like I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to be serving. Exactly. And so we see that, you know, the way God answers our prayers may not be what he, what we expected, mm-hmm. um, but that doesn't take away from the fact that he answers prayers, which I think is a really cool thing. 
And talking about the idea of prayer being a time to where we dwell in the presence of God. Mm -hmm. I know for me, um, I usually pray like a really long, deeper prayer towards uh, the nighttime as Mm -hmm. I'm getting ready for bed. And um, I just like set aside my phone, you know, throw my phone away and just give myself some time just to relax and try to get all these distractions out of my mind and just really dwell in the presence of God. And like you said, like you start to, you know, see the Holy Spirit meet you where you are and, Mm -hmm. you know, guide that conversation. And um, I think there's so much power within that moment in like what God can reveal to you. Um, What has prayer shown you about the presence or the character of God? It's revealed a lot to me. Um, Sitting, just having the time to sit in the presence of God, there's been stuff where I'm like, okay, this is what I'm feeling. And then I'm like, oh, wait, I'm feeling this. I can't be talking to myself. I need to bring this before God. And being able to just talk to God as if he's a person and learning how to talk to him as if I'm talking to you or anybody else. It's so, there's such a freedom in that because I can literally cast all my burdens onto him. And through the day or even at the end of the day or whatever it is, um, it's lifted off my shoulders and it's in God's hands now. Mm -hmm. And I can tend to worry about stuff or overthink on stuff. And if that starts happening, usually right then and there, I will stop and be like, okay, this is not for me to worry about. Tomorrow isn't for me to worry about. You already know what's going to happen. So this is in your hands and Mm -hmm. I'm going to trust you with whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And learning how to communicate and talk to him as a friend and um, really as just Abba Father. And that's something I never learned. It was always a formal prayer and being able to transition into it. He's been able to reveal a lot of, of his character to me. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one of the cool things too, because we we get a little, a, not a little, but a huge glimpse of who God is and his character from scripture. Um, but that's all as well within the context and the time frame of when that stuff was happening in history. Um, so when we're actually going to God in prayer, that is how we meet the presence of God and his character within our own lives and our own circumstances with mm-hmm. our own personality. Um, and it, it truly can, can change our perspective on situations, on trials that we face. It can uh, affect how we actually go about um, doing certain things in our life. Uh, I know that prayer for me has definitely changed my intentions with certain things because I'll, uh, I'll bring, I'll be honest with God, which, you know, I think honesty is a huge part of prayer because mm-hmm. you can try to you yes. know sound off, but at the end of the day, like it's God, he knows, mm-hmm. he knows what he you're does. thinking. Even if you don't say it, he knows what you're thinking. So he already knows. So what's the point in hiding anything from him? You know, exactly. Like you might as well lay it all on the line and bring it right at the forefront and exactly. say, God, this is what I'm feeling. Like, there's some times where you got to pray to God and be like, I'm kind of mad at you right now. Like, yes. Would you say there's ever been a time to where you've had that moment where you're like, this is a hard prayer, but like, God, why is this happening? Um, there definitely has been those times, um, especially right as my dad left. Um, I We had no clue what was going to happen. Everything worked out for the better, um, at least for my immediate family and mother. Dad mm-hmm. is doing good now. And I... I didn't know where I was going to go. Um, I didn't know if mom was keeping the house or anything like that, but I wasn't putting myself through college. So the plan always was, you know, oh, you can live as long as you're working and going to school at home, that kind of thing. 
if she had to move because they had to liquidize the house, that would mean I had to move out into an apartment. I didn't know how I was going to afford that or anything of the sort. So having those times to where I could sit down and pray, those prayers were very, it was helpful. And those are the prayers that really kind of started like revolutionizing where mm-hmm. I could go. Even I even heard a pastor say that your relationships will only go as deep as your relationship with God goes. Yeah. And until I really started praying and setting that routine up through this past year, like my relationships were very surface level and stuff. My genuine friendships and stuff that really started happening last year were once I really started praying and going to God as a person, friend, father, with help in it, um, whatever I needed at the time, that's when my friendships and all relationships started growing deeper. Yeah. And scripture tells us if you don't love other people, you don't love God. Mm-hmm. If you don't love other people, there's no love for God found in you. Yep. And I think when we're actually shown the love of God through prayer and him meeting us there, um, we are better able to love other people as well. That's my word for this year is love. Love. <laughs> yep, all right. Is, agape? Agape love? Agape love. <laughs> love. Hell yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. All right. So um, some people might be listening this, to this right now and they're thinking, cool, you're just two Christians, du- Christian dudes going on a podcast, talking about your prayer. You're just bragging on, oh, I'm a good Christian because I pray. And they might thinking that might be cool for you, bro. But that's not my cup of tea. You know, mm-hmm. when the small group leader says, who wants to pray us out? I'm scratching my head and looking the other way. I was because too. I was too. I'm not, that's just not my thing. I'm just not a vocal person. And, you know, if we really want to get into it, like Moses, you know, he had a, a speech uh, situation there and he's like, God, I'm not, I'm not fit for, you know, carrying out your word. And sometimes mm-hmm. we might think like, you know what, it's just not my thing. Would you say that prayer needs to be a big part of everybody's walk? I definitely would say it needs to be a big part of your walk, how vocal you are about prayer, um, how, I don't, I forget how outspoken you are about it too. Yeah. Doesn't that, it looks different for everyone. Some people mm-hmm. just naturally have more confidence and are able to get up on the stage and go. Yeah. And others just are not. Mm-hmm. Um, some prayer warriors, I know they pray all the time. They're the people, I mean, it's just my entire family went to them if anything was happening they are as shy as shy can be Mm -hmm. but they are the head of the church ministry with prayer and everything like that so they're going through all of the prayers prayer requests and they spend hours a day just praying to god and spending time with him but they would never get on a stage or be someone to stand up in front of a small group and pray for whatever it is so yes it needs to be a big part of your life because that's how you grow and connect with god um coupled with reading the bible and everything like that Mm -hmm. however yeah yeah, and then that's one thing I always tell our seventh grade guys for our small group is like, uh, rather than saying, hey, who wants to pray us out today? And saying like, who's confident enough to mm-hmm. you know sound like they're a good Christian? Mm-hmm. I open it up by saying, all right, who wants to finish our time today by talking to God? Yes, <laughs> yes. Because like, if you, if you, you know, think about it as a conversation with God, who wouldn't want to talk to not only just the creator of our, our universe, but the very person who died so that we could live. Why wouldn't you you want to talk to that person? You know, there's a tool right in front of you. Why wouldn't Mm -hmm. you pick it up? And, you know, when you actually start to um, give some credit to prayer and the effect that it can have, um, whether you feel like those prayers or answers are not answered or not, just the idea of actually uh, being able to conversate 
with Jesus, um, it just changes everything and uh, it becomes easier to pray. You become, like you said, like that's all you wanted to do. You're like, exactly. man, I, I'm gonna wake up earlier so I can pray more. Yes. Like, um, it just has so much more power over your life. Um, it's not, and especially in big groups and stuff, a lot of the hesitation there is just, what's everyone going to think of me? What's everyone going to think of this prayer and stuff? But it's not about everyone else. It's about mm-hmm. you having the conversation with God. Exactly. Or if anything, teaching anything, they're listening to what you have to say. They aren't judging what you're going to say or how it's said or presented. Absolutely. And I would say, um, given that like group setting and just talking about other people in prayer, I think one of the most like amazing things that I've ever had done to me by someone is them coming up to me and saying like i've been praying for you mm-hmm. and that that just yes. blows my mind like what like me Literally, yeah like why yeah, what <laughs> i'm I like do? i need it but thank like yeah, what why and like there was a time where someone came up to me and they were like hey how are you doing like i, I was just praying for you and i just wanted to see how you're doing and i was like it's just amazing to see like that there are people out there who actually do love you and who care about you mm-hmm. and they get that from God. They do. And, and they're so in tune with the Holy spirit. Like yeah. they can tell, okay, he's been on my mind. So I need to pray for Trevor right now for because sure. I've been thinking about him all day. And that's, that's a tool that we have um, in terms of reaching non-believers yes. because non-believers, they might, may not believe in God yet. They might not understand it. They might not have grown up in church or um, they might not be well-versed in scripture, understand what Jesus did for them and all that. Um, they might not be in that place in their life yet. Um, but when you show them that you care about them enough, that you love them, not just care about them, that you love them mm-hmm. enough to where whatever breaks their heart breaks yours enough to where you will go to your savior with that and say, Lord, yes. would you please help them? And they see that that's a huge testimony to the love that God has for them. It is when people can see your love for them through prayer, then it's uh it's something that can truly reach people and i've seen it happen before it does um, i've it's happened to me before so yes. um i think that's a huge thing that all of us need to do um not just you know trying to pray for people who you know pray not just mm-hmm. trying to pray for christians not just keeping it for yourself no um, but showing other people hey i've been praying for you not that your life is messed up and you need it or anything exactly. but just because i love you and you know, why wouldn't I want to share this love with you? You know, I've seen my mom. She has asked Muslim, it's well, Muslim women, if she can pray for them and stuff. And they kind of just looked at her perplexed, but then they say yes. Yeah. And she's able to pray right then and there for them. And they're so moved by it. Yeah. And it's a huge witness for them because they believe that it's, we're all worship one God and mm-hmm. believe that he's heard the prayers and stuff. Yeah. And when something moves and she's like, see what happened. And then they see it and they're like, <gasps> it's just a huge testimony to be yeah. able to do that. Absolutely. And I think that as believers, no matter what's going on in our walk, that's something that we need to be um, intentional about and sharing with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so to, to close this out, do you have any encouragement or advice for someone who might be struggling in their walk right now with uh, prayer specifically? I would definitely say to get in it. Um, I know that seems kind of, I don't hard, but just five minutes or two minutes, just pray, hey, 
God, I'm struggling. Here's what I'm struggling with. And here's where I can't see you or can't see you working. And to be honest, maybe sometime in my life, I've never been able to see you work in my life at all and can't even tell that you're there or with me or supporting me. I need help in showing this. And every day, just start praying that prayer and stuff. And sooner than later, you will start feeling something. You will start feeling a peace. You will start feeling, start asking him, say, I need peace with this, or I need this. This is what I need. He wants you to present your needs to him, and he's going to fulfill your needs. God will never let you go without what you need. Maybe without what you want, but never without what you need. That's that's a word right there. Yes, it is. Well, Micah, thank you for joining us today. Uh, I think you. this podcast can be very helpful for people. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and go on our Instagram, the.walk.podcast, and drop a like on the most recent post and comment what your favorite part of this episode was. Thank you for joining us and have a great week.